Yeah. What's going on, everybody? It's the Gridiron Guys podcast once again. It's your boy, Sean Pesos. And your boy, Russ Digi. It's episode seven, dog. Lucky number. Yeah, yo, it's real. It's real. Lucky number. How you feeling this week, brother? I can't complain. Coming off of that long Labor Day weekend, it's almost like officially fall without being officially fall. Yeah. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm cool. I mean, fall, I'm not really feeling fall because, you know, when it's snow, it's snow and it's nuts up here. So <laughs> I'm not really looking forward to that. But other than that, man, I'm cool. Football is back three more days. Yep. Three, actually, not even two more days. Yeah, it's, it's going to be real, bro. And I didn't. I, I think this is like the first time in a long time the Super Bowl winner didn't play. Like they just starting out the gate with a division matchup, which is pretty cool. Well, if you think about it, they got the most history and up throughout the league as far as the league is concerned for the hundred years. So I understand why they yeah. did it. I just don't hope they, hope they don't wear them ugly ass jerseys. I swear I don't want to see the Packers in those buckle jerseys at all. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, football is back. Fantasy jumped off last night. That was great. How you feel about it? I, I'm going to hold my thoughts for right now. I'm going to hold my thoughts. Okay. We're going to get into it, though. Okay. But let's uh, let's get down to business with all these deals that's been taking place. Well, not even all these deals. It's more like two. All right. So let's let's break down the Cowboys deal. Let's see. How sounds much did uh, hmm? I said? Sounds good to me. You talking about the Lyle Collins deal? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see how much he got. They really ain't post about it. I was unsurprised. Yeah, it seemed like one of those deals where they didn't even really get too too much into it. Yeah, um, it's almost like they didn't care. Yeah, it, it does seem that way. I guess maybe because he's a lineman, they don't really give a shit. But whatever. But just before we turn these mics on, we got the the alert that uh, Jared Goff got an insane extension from the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, that was crazy. Four years, 134 mil. With 110 <laughs> of that guaranteed. Boy, if you could have heard me <laughs> when I saw that. <laughs> I was like, yo, are you serious? Golf? What was your reaction to it? It's funny, man. I'm I'm one of those people, to be honest. I kind of feel like if your production warrants you to get more money, then by all means, go for it. It's up to that team to, to honestly say no. And if you're Jared Golf, you know, I'm the quarterback that got us to the Super Bowl and if you're comparing me to the production of other quarterbacks, I should be making this type of money. Like, I should be making more money than Carson Wentz. If Dak Prescott's about to get paid, I should be making more money than Dak Prescott. And if we're messing around right now in the $30 million a year range, you know, you need to go ahead and put me up there by 32. Well, I'm, see, so, I see it a little differently. I wouldn't want him to be my franchise quarterback. No. I do understand paying him. I mean, it's kind of like paying him by. I feel it's like paying him by default. He's your franchise quarterback, but it's not many better options out there. Not saying he's a scrub, 
I just don't know if he's worth that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Because as you said, he said you said that, that he led the team to the Super Bowl. I tend to believe it's more so the defense that led them to that Super Bowl, which they didn't even really. They scored a field goal in. So how much well, did he really lead them? Well, when you when you're when you're really breaking it down from the standpoint of like what happened in the playoffs. I mean, you have an argument of why you wouldn't want to pay him so much money. You know what I mean? The fact that he wasn't able to produce a touchdown in the Super Bowl. But if you're just talking about the course of the season and what chances you're going to have, you know, the continuity is there. And you kind of got to pay the players, even though all the players seem to be a little risky right now. All the major players on offense seem to be risky right now. You know, Uh, Brandon Cooks is a frail receiver. Cooper Cup ended up getting hurt. We don't know what's going on with the arthritis situation with Todd Gurley. And then Jared Goff kind of seems to be, you know, only as good as his weapons and his coaching. So it's it's an odd situation. But then when you look at it, you know, will we trade places with the Rams? Like, you know, if our team made it to the Super Bowl and lost to Tom Brady by 10 points, would you take that? You know, in well, a way, yeah. But compared to the way we it. lost? Probably. <clears throat> <laughs> Probably. That's a different situation, man. You know, I think a lot of people are too hard on the Falcons for that game, man. I think it was a setup in a way because it's like you get out to such a big lead and then it's just like you got to maintain the lead and it's hard to stop the bleeding. Don't, you know? don't get me started on a setup when it comes to that Super Bowl, please. Cause <laughs> it was a setup before that game even started. <laughs> No, nah, but I get it, though. But, you know, just getting back to golf, man, I just kind of feel like his argument would be there, you know? And it's just up to the Rams on whether or not they want to pay him or not. Well, they paid him. They definitely yeah. gave him the bank. Yeah. I just feel I mean, differently about that. that it's just production-wise. Well, I mean, <clears throat> it's the same situation with, like, uh, Jadavian Clowney, right? Mm-hmm. He he had been producing like for the Texans to a to a decent amount, right? But he never turned out to be that player that we thought he was going to be when he came out of college. So he avoided the whole bust situation. But like, did he really reach his peak potential? Well, by being a pass rusher, he was due up for a contract that was going to put him over a hundred mil. You know what I mean? And the Texans were like, yeah, as a pass rusher, you should get this, but we don't think you're worth that. So they're paying you. And I respect that move just as much as I respect them paying Jared Goff because the, the the production warrants what the what the state is, of the NFL is right now. True, but I feel like you can find a D lineman to produce. It's hard finding a quarterback to produce. You see that now. Maybe. It just depends on what your whole idea of production is, too. You know? Because you got a player like Matt Stafford in Detroit that can put up over 4,000 yards a season, but he can't get you to the playoffs. And so some people will call him Pat Stafford, as Rob Parker would say. And other people will say, like, I tend to think that he just doesn't have the proper weapons around him. But who's to say who's right and who's wrong? True. True. It's hard. It's hard, in my opinion, because it goes back to that conversation we had a few episodes back when they used Matt Ryan as the graphic of mm-hmm. being the borderline QB. But to your credit, you came out with tons of reasons why he's better than average. 
Like you came out with all of these things that proved to be more successful than people they praise, but they still praise these people. So it's a, it's a perception thing too. True. What would you say the perception of uh, golf is? Because I mean, they don't, they're not saying he's garbage. They're not saying he's elite. He's kind of like middle of the road for me anyway. Well, this is what I think. <clears throat> I feel like the people that came in during that draft class, uh, particularly golf and Lynch, were met with certain excuses that they were going to package in with these guys, right? Like they were just going to come in and say that it takes time for these guys to do what they need to do, right? And in Wentz's case, he had the right tutelage around him to make him successful, so they just automatically wanted to vault him up to the MVP caliber quarterback. And then in Goff's case, he came in under Jeff Fisher, and everybody felt like Jeff Fisher stifled him. And then when Sean McVay came in, there was such an improvement there that they overhyped him. And I feel like both QBs are overhyped because it's just too early to tell. So, you know, when it comes to paying him all of that money, it's mm-hmm. a risk. But it's hard to say that when, as a team, you win and lose as a team. And as a team, if you don't want to break up that continuity, if Sean McVay has enough faith in Jared Goff to get the job done, and if getting the job done is just putting up enough points and hoping that the defense can do what they need to do, and I don't really see a problem in paying him if he just got to the Super Bowl. True. <clears throat> But the whole thing with Goff and Wentz is, like, Goff, once he got McVay in the room, he actually proved his worth by actually being available to play. That's why that's why I differentiate him and Wentz. Wentz hasn't been av- available to play, so he shouldn't get that hype. And honestly, I don't even think Goff is hyped like that. The Rams are more hyped as a team. Like, oh, McVay is a genius, the defense is crazy, and Goff is the quarterback. So he kind of gets that... He gets lumped in there. That's how I feel about that. Okay. Wentz I mean, is a different story, y'all. Like, they just think he's yeah, the next coming it, of fucking Joe Montana. You know what the problem is? The honest to God truth is we start ranking quarterbacks a little too early across the board. Like, we haven't allowed them to build their resume to really, you know, get a full, a full book on them. And, I mean, you know, as we talk about you know, our fantasy draft picks and everything, you know, you fall into that, but it just depends on, you know, what you think is going to happen short-term versus long-term. And I kind of feel like even if a player is really good, you can't really project the long-term, you know? You can just project the short-term. And unfortunately, a contract of over $100 you know, with $32 a year, like... That's that's a long term investment. Like that can blow up in your face if it's not structured. Properly. Actually, it's a six year investment because they just gave him four. Yeah. He's under contract for another two before this extension. Yeah. So in total, he's got a hundred and sixty million tied up with the Rams. So if this yeah. doesn't go right. This could get ugly for them down the line. Yeah, that's crazy. They can actually go back to mediocrity if this goes wrong. Yeah, well, we'll find out, man. We'll find out if it's a mistake or not, you know. At the end of the day, that's what they're now in that position where I've I've had this theory where 
I believe you're not going to be able to sustain success mm-hmm. when you have an elite pass rusher uh, under a long-term contract and an elite uh, quarterback. But when I say elite, I just mean pay. So, like, now they got Aaron Donald, and his contract is over $100 million. And then you got Jared Goff now with his contract over $100 million. You've already paid Todd Gurley, and his contract is over $60 million. You're running out of money. You're going to have to draft properly, and you're going to have to really be good at scouting in order to make this team successful. You know what's funny? I looked at my Facebook memories today, and I made a stat mm-hmm. like, where are the Rams getting all this money from? I think they're lying on the books. This is like a year ago when they were signing any and everybody to a contract. <laughs> I'm like, where are they getting this money from? Because I know the 49ers didn't have that kind of money. The Falcons didn't have that kind of money. <laughs> New Orleans didn't have that well, kind you know, of money. You know our money was different because we weren't spending it at all. This right. was kind of like the first year we kind of like balled out. But yeah, y'all got a granted, little, we still got a little extra check. Did. A little extra money in your check. <laughs> yeah. We didn't do what they did, though. Like, their money is, is, is interesting. I would like to know how they're going to try to continue to pay people, you know, going forward, you know? They're going to eventually have to break that team up. I mean, you can always restructure it and give somebody a healthy sign-in bonus and then, you know, prorate the back half. But still, it's a lot of money, man. It is. It's a yeah. lot of money tied up in, in, in that. And so they got to go for it now, you know, and I don't think I don't think it's going to happen, to be honest with you. I feel like they might have blown their shot last year, but I could be wrong. Well, I feel like everybody in the division is is uh, moving at a faster pace. Mm-hmm. And the way that it's outlined is going to be different, right? Like, okay, so the Seahawks made sure they paid Russell Wilson, but they drafted a lot of pieces to try to help Russell. You know what I'm saying? So they're hoping that his leadership will be able to cultivate this young talent to perform at a high level. And then they went out there and got Jadavian Clowney. You know what I mean? So they're still focusing on defense, right? Right. The 49ers, we did what we did. We spent a lot of money on defense, man. But we also spent some money on offense. We went and got some players that Kyle Shanahan is comfortable with, and like Tevin Coleman. Um, and it's going to be very interesting to see how you can ward off all of these all these people because if our prospects and Seattle's prospects turn out to be decent we're not paying the type of money that, that the Rams are paying. You yeah, know what I mean? So we can deal. still go out and get some free agents. Right. That's a bargain deal. So got yeah. wiggle room to whereas yeah. the Rams got so, many, so much money tied up in these older players, they're going to start right. dropping off one by one and they really haven't taken the time to draft because they exactly. have no money to really sign anybody new once they draft exactly. somebody. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep, and then you're going to have to cut somebody or you're going to have to make a stink with one of these players that you already paid. Like, all of a sudden, does Ty Gurley just get released? You know, or all of a sudden, are you trying to get Aaron Donald out of there? You know what I mean? Just to save money? But speaking of Gurley, is Gurley going to even be able to play in the next three, four years with his knee? Well, I mean, yeah. And unfortunately, that's the smallest contract out of the three we named. Yeah. He's probably well. I won't for the offense. He's the most important. I feel because as he goes, yeah, the sure. team goes. 
for that's, sure. That's golf security blanket. Yeah, I would agree with that. But they probably wouldn't even have got as far as they did if they didn't have C.J. Anderson, which True. was a steal at True. the end of the season for them. That was a you know? definite. A lot of things got to fall into place for you to win, and so that's where that's where it becomes funny. Like, you know how much how much credit does golf deserve in so far as that Super Bowl run? But at the end of the day, if you're the quarterback and you made it, you can bargain. You yeah, know, you, you can go it. for that. You have leverage on that note. Yep. I mean, like I said, I'm not knocking him getting his money at all. <clears throat> I just don't feel he deserved that at this well, I juncture. I mean, you know it's a, but it's a quarterback. You know it's a, bad, you know it's a bad move when the rivals are happy that it happened, you know? I'm yeah. happy they signed golf. Yeah, because it's about to be feast mode. <laughs> Defense is about to go to town on golf. Because he's, he's mobile, but he's not like Russell Wilson. Yeah, definitely. And when he gets rattled, he's shaky. Like shaky, shaky. Yeah. So um, other than that, I think Collins. What was Collins? A five-year, fifty million dollar contract, thirty-five guaranteed. Yeah, something like that. Which is yeah, foul so. because I'm like, your main player still don't have a contract. <laughs> but yeah, they spending that money, but they got enough physique. They better. So we can play a little hypothetical game. Okay, let's go. All right, so you and I pretty much heard the same rumor that it would be six years, 90 million, which Mm -hmm. is about 15 million a year. Right. We don't know what the guaranteed money would be, but we would assume it would be on like Todd Gurley's level or a little higher. So I would be assuming around 50 million guaranteed. What do you think of that contract? For his situation, he's worth every penny. Okay. Because without him, you're relying on Dak Prescott. Not saying Dak is a bum. It's just that when he had the opportunity to lead a team to, to the promised land or to greatness, he, he floundered. He showed he wasn't quite ready yet. Yeah. So having Zeke yeah. on your side is a big, big help. So he, well, I think it's... Go ahead. Yeah, I just think it's a little interesting because... You know, as much as we talk about Zeke, as much as we talk about Dak, and we talk about Amari Cooper and who's important and who helps who, I kind of feel like the weak link for the whole team is Jason Garrett. If he doesn't know how to innovate as a as a head coach, you know, then how are they ever really going to succeed without each other? Like, you know? Right. Yeah, like... It, you you want your players to, to depend on each other and work as a cohesive unit, but individually you also want them to be able to excel. And Zeke is the only player in that position that his calls are basic because the play originates with him behind the line of scrimmage, you know? But for Dak and, and Amari, play calling as well as, you know, drawing up good plays in general, having a nice extensive playbook will really, you know, help them as well. Honestly, I'm surprised Jason Garrett still has a job. Like after the Romo years, I thought he was done. Yeah, he should have been, but I guess he's family. Like he's a new age Marvin Lewis. <clears throat> For real. Like I will not ever understand why he's still coaching. And it's not like he's not qualified coaches out here to take his job yeah. and make the Cowboys excel. Yeah, that's what's crazy. I, I, and I think, you know, I mean, just 
just talking about that contract in general, I mean, I feel like you, I feel like you got to pay him that money. But I mean, they're they're strapped and they're in this situation because of Jason Garrett. You know, while other experienced head coaches will have a more dynamic offense that wouldn't be so dependent upon that star player, regardless of you know whether or not he put up the same type of production or not. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's like you could be the number one guy in the league when it comes to rushing. You know, we can pass it to you out of the backfield. But, you know, also Amari Cooper could be a top five receiver. And also Dak Prescott could be a top five QB if things were different. Or somebody but else just from not that team could emerge and be a top flight player. Yeah. But, hey, listen, as long as the Cowboys yeah. stay mediocre, I'm with it. Yeah, I'm with you. That means I'm another, you. another slot for us. Yep. Another slide for us. All right, that's enough of the contract talk. Let's All get right. down to the nitty-gritty gritty. All right. So, last night we had our fantasy draft. You know, <laughs> shout out to everybody who participated. We appreciate it. You know, Definitely. First time around. This might be an annual thing. Yeah, for sure. I hope so, man. Fantasy is fun, and I think it's going to add a different dynamic to just how we view football week to week. Yeah. And actually, it was more people that wanted to join, even after we hit our cap. Oh, man. Yeah, I found that out. I was like, oh, man, we capped it at 10. It was like two more people that wanted to sign up. Oh, man. If I would have known, man, honestly, I would have tried to add them in. Like, I, I, I wouldn't mind having a 12-team league, but it's it's definitely easier when you're, like, playing for the first time or just, you know, in your mm-hmm. first couple of years playing in the 10-team league because mm-hmm. it'll allow you to understand some things and still have an opportunity to get some players. But, like, once you get that 12-team league, man, you got to find some sleepers because that's yeah, it. Buddy. Everything is gone. I found that out <laughs> real quick. So, for for those that don't know, this is my second year doing fantasy. I did fantasy last year in a 12-team league. Now that I think about it, it was a 12-team league that I did last year. So, that was my first foray in the, uh, fantasy. I didn't do so well. I ended up like the bottom half of the league because the people that I picked didn't show up for me last year, like whatsoever. Oh, man. Like, Tom Brady was iffy. Matt Ryan had a bad year. As far as fantasy is concerned, Julio really didn't score. Like, it was bad. Yeah, that's yeah. tough. My backup receivers are trash. <laughs> like, it was it was all bad. So, this is my second year. I felt I did a little better with the draft. Did a little better. Missed a couple yeah, of... Yeah, man, I think so. I missed a I couple. I think you got a nice squad, man. You want to run some of the people down that you got? Yeah, I'm going to just run down the starters. So, I got okay. Cam Newton for quarterback. I got Devonta no. Freeman for uh, running back. Got Sony Michelle for my second running back. Got Julio for mm-hmm. my first receiver. Adam Thielen for my second receiver, which I'm surprised was still there. Mm-hmm. He was. I got Travis Kelsey because you know he's always a beast, especially with Patty Mahomes. I got our guy yep. in Joku. Had to show yep. some love. I got the Vikings defense. Hopefully they don't fail me, except for that first week. Yeah. That first week they can fail, but after that. Cool. <laughs> and then I rounded out with Greg Zerline for kicker. The first week they could fail because they playing y'all. Yep, yep. I mean, <laughs> fantasy is cool, but these W's count more. <laughs> yeah, line, yeah, line. These W's count more. And with the kicker position, I was torn because we just re-signed Matt Bryant, and I was and he was still available. Mm-hmm. But they projected Greg Zerline to have more points. 
So I'm like, yeah. Ooh, who do I get? So I went with Zerline because, you know, I don't know how the Falcons' offense is going to turn out. I'm not saying we're going to be trash, but I don't know if we're going to be averaging like 30 points a game and he's going to get a lot of opportunities to kick like that. Plus, he's coming off yeah. an injury and he's older. So it's yeah. a couple of question marks. Yeah, I understand. And plus the kicker, man, you can find a way to uh, to, to to change that up because that's usually the position where when that when a kicker goes on a bye week, you know, you're usually going to drop that person instead of holding on to him. Right. And there's an opportunity to switch up and get different kickers. Um, Greg Zerline, a.k.a. Legatron, uh, he's, he's usually been like a good fantasy staple. Last year, he had a, a hip injury that kind of like kept him out a couple of games. Mm-hmm. But the way that um, the Rams play, you know, they definitely are one of those teams that play for field goals. Um just in general, like, you know, they're going to try to get to the red zone, but if not, they'll take the three and walk off because that's usually what the high-powered offenses do. So it's usually cool to get a kicker from a high-powered offense because they like to, you know, kick the ball and try to get a touchdown on the next play. Right. Right. Oh, excuse me. So so run down your roster because you're the veteran of us two here. All right. Well, first off, I'd like to say I think you have a really good roster, man. Um, I think uh, because we're in a points-per-reception league, Mm -hmm. that's a big deal to have those weapons. And um, Adam Thielen is a stud. Mm -hmm. Um, We were in a snake draft, and so on the way back, I was ready to pick him. Mm -hmm. But you had grabbed him before I could get to him. And yeah. I wasn't mad at that pick. So that's I somebody grabbed Diggs. That's what I grabbed Diggs. I think you grabbed Diggs before me. No, nah, I don't think so. I think it was on the way up because I wanted. Oh Diggs. no! You know what? You know what? Somebody grabbed Michael Thomas because that was my first. Yeah. That was my first yeah. go after I grabbed Julio. Like, all right, <clears> let me <throat> double back and get Michael Thomas because I know he's going to be a production animal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thomas is going to be out of there. But um, no, I think uh, those are some good picks, man. Julio Thielen. Kelsey, um, and then Joku was a nice flex. But I'll run down my team. So at quarterback, I got Baker Mayfield, and I'll explain my logic there later. Okay. I got Mark Ingram the second. Okay. Um, Tevin Coleman. I got Tyreek Hill, Odell mm. Beckham Jr., Jimmy Graham at tight end, Stephon Diggs is my flex receiver, 49ers defense, and Will Lutz, the kicker of the New Orleans Saints, is my kicker. Mm. Okay. So, so you believe in your squad? You said what? You believe in your squad? I, I respect it. Well, I mean, this is the thing. I believe in my defense for sure, mm-hmm. and I believe in what Kyle Shanahan can do. And so, from a fantasy football perspective, it's never going to be records based, even though you do want good players from good teams, because I mean, normally they're going to be putting up points, right. but. A, a player can get their numbers on a crappy team. Right. You know what I mean? Like Saquon Barkley was the number one pick and the Giants were trash. So it's all about opportunities and then what you think are gonna, what, what you think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> For me, the best fantasy quarterbacks to get are the quarterbacks with options, right? And so that was my logic behind picking Baker Macy. You know, if you're betting on Odell Beckham being a good wide receiver, if you're betting on Jarvis Landry being consistent, if you're betting on Njoku emerging, Nick Chubb, 
running out of the backfield or Kareem Hunt running out of the backfield, the only person that can have their hands in all of those points is Baker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that was my logic behind getting Baker. But Baker wasn't even my first pick. I was about to ask you, who was your first choice as quarterback? Who did, my who first, <clears throat> my first pick, I just took the best available. So my first pick technically was uh, Tyreek Hill. No, no, no. Going in, who did you have an idea? Like, okay, this is who I want first. Like, uh, first quarterback. I I, oh, first quarterback was Baker Mayfield. In all three of my leagues, I took Baker. Okay, okay. And the only reason why I wanted to take Baker over Patrick Mahomes was because I knew Patrick Mahomes was going to go a little higher than I wanted to go, right? So I had Pat Mahomes in all my leagues last year. Oh, you made But out. people didn't know about Pat Mahomes last year because it was his first year playing, right? Yeah. So I jumped on Pat early. And it paid off. Mm-hmm. So the thing with Baker is, Baker can put up similar numbers to Pat this season, in my opinion. Mm, bold take. So even if he's not, even if he's not as good as Pat Mahomes, I know Baker Mayfield is the type of dude that when he played against Georgia, the only reason they lost is because the defense couldn't do nothing. If they could keep throwing touchdowns, he was gonna keep throwing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's gonna sling that rock. I know that for a fact. So from a fantasy perspective, win or loss, that's gonna work for me. I respect that. So I wanted Baker for that purpose. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't care if Jarvis eats, I don't care if Beckham eats, I don't care if it's in Joker who eats, don't matter to me. If Baker's throwing the ball, I get points. That was right. my logic. Right. Um, Mark Ingram, easy choice for me. First time he's going to get to go into a system where he knows he's getting all of the carries and the carries are real carries. Nothing funny style. He's going to get to bruise people and it's in the AFC North. It's a good division. So if he can stay healthy, I expect him to be a consistent runner. And that's all I need. His health is what stopped me from grabbing him. Well, I think his health insofar as how he played with the Saints Mm -hmm. was predicated on versatility. I think playing in Baltimore, it's going to be really we're, we're trying to smash people and run and their O-line is built for that. So I don't think he's going to have to take the hit that he was taking in New Orleans mm-hmm. because it wasn't really built for rushing per se even though they're a good rushing squad their primary concern is to protect Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? True. So We'll see. You know what I mean? But I got a plethora of backs. We ain't go through our bench, but it's cool. If he don't work out, I got some other guys. Right, let's go through the bench <laughs> since we brought it up. Um, well, I got Darius Dice from the Redskins. I got Damian Williams, the starter from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got Carlos Hyde. Mm. So, okay. you know, Carlos Hyde just went to Houston, so he might take the place of Duke Johnson. Poor Duke. He can't get. It. He can't catch a break. He might, man. So, we don't know. He might. He might break out. I mean, I feel like he's gonna be fine, but I feel like he's not the the biggest back. So I don't think he's gonna be, you know, your third down back or your short yardage back. Right. And Carlos Hyde is a very skillful running back. Yes. I yes. think if he if he gets the opportunity and the chance to run, he's mm-hmm. gonna do what I do. And in fantasy, for real, all I'm really shooting for. Is for that person to get eight yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That's 14 points. That's really what I'm looking for. And if you catch a couple passes off the backfield, the more to marry. You know what I mean? Because it's a point per reception. Mm-hmm. So if you get that cool 14, that's all I'm really looking for. 
Um, my second starting running back is Tevin Coleman. I picked Tevin because they listed him as a, the starter on our depth chart, even oh, really? though I feel like Breida might, you know, get a little bit of that. But the one thing I know about Tevin Coleman is he knows what Kyle Shanahan wants. That's and exactly so true. that's going to play a key role in him getting some things in our, just a PPR league. So if they throw him four passes, that's four points. He gets four passes for like 30 yards. That's seven points. He rushes for about another 40. That's four more. That's 11. If he gets a touchdown, boom, we in there. Mm-hmm. 17 points so mm-hmm. he doesn't have to have the biggest game in the world to get me good production and that's what I feel about Sonny Michelle because yeah. the Patriots are a running team despite what everyone thinks mm-hmm. they talk about time but they like to run that ball and I know Sonny Michelle is the guy so I'm like okay he's gonna get carried well, the, thing about it, the thing about that too is there's never been a season where New England hasn't utilized a running back that doesn't have the biggest name and, and Sonny can he can play. So he's gonna have games where he's just getting off. But you know, the Patriots just kinda go to whatever well is working during the game. They just, you know, drain that well dry. So some games he may not have the biggest game, but you know he's gonna be used and I'm not mad at that pick. No, my quarterbacks yeah. are decent. I got I got Big Ben for my uh, first bench quarterback, and then I got Mitchell Trubisky for my second quarterback. You believe in Mitch? I won't say I believe in him per se. I believe he's going to take a step forward. Okay. He might not improve greatly, but he'll do just enough to, if I need him, I can start him. Okay. Just in I case. mean, it's definitely a roll of the dice. I mean, if he if he turns out to be a productive player, mm-hmm. you know, that would be very interesting. I, I, I'll tell you this. Normally, I wouldn't carry three uh, quarterbacks on a team. Mm-hmm. But with Cam Newton being my starting quarterback, I definitely don't mind you having that option. You know, because if he goes out, then you got Big Ben as your starter. And now Trubisky's still your backup. You know, that's the exact reason I went and got two extra quarterbacks. Yeah, so I'm not mad at that at all. Cam is he's one of those people, man, that can really help you in fantasy. And then some games, it's just gonna be kind of like, damn, Cam,
But I do believe he's like a really good wide out and he's gonna really still like blow up. Like so even if it ends up being like he had nine touchdowns last year, but this year let's say he gets six. Mm-hmm. I think his yardage will go up by he actually like, had you know, ten last year. But I get your point. Yeah, so I, I I think his yardage will go up. But I just rolled with Diggs because I felt like, look, man, this is the make or break year for Diggs for me. Either you're going to start putting yourself in, like, consistently elite status or I'm just leaving you alone. So the dude's got some talent. We're going to see what happens. Yeah, I kind of wish I had gotten the chance to get D. Hopkins, but he went off the board super quick. Super fast. Yeah. So. So, I mean, everybody else, I mean, the only other person I grabbed that I ain't really named, I, I grabbed some receivers. I grabbed Debo Samuel for the 49ers because I believe in Debo. I think he's probably going to be, like, um, our breakout receiver. He reminds me of, like, Anquan Bolden. Mm-hmm. So I think in a lot of ways people are going to be like, damn, that boy Debo can play. Um, I got Deshaun Jackson because there's nothing wrong with having a speech to, like, Deshaun Jackson on your bench just to throw in on a week that may be favorable, uh, favorable for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was cool. Yeah, and but, I picked up A.J. Green because he just fell, man. He fell so far that I'm just like, yo, if A.J. Green is even half of himself that, at this point, if I grab him, that is that's well worth it. such a gamble, man. Yeah. But, such I mean, you know, I, I picked him up, bro. It, it maybe have been like three or four picks left in the draft. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I had a chance to get him like A.J. Green. But we all had a chance to get him. His, his head was sitting, bro. His injury is just like, dude, I don't know. I don't yeah. want to grab him and then, boom, he's out for the season. And but I got to go it's get not, a scrub. There's no harm in grabbing a player like that um, at the end. You know what True. I mean? He's no different than you grabbing Trubisky, in my opinion. True. Like, if you grab Trubisky as your third quarterback late, He's there. If he doesn't work out, cool. You didn't waste one of your main picks on him. True. And that's, you know, that's how I look at it. That's how I feel about D.D. Westbrook. I grabbed yeah. him. I'm like, okay, he's probably going to be Foles' number one target outside of Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. So he's going to eat on in that respect. And then I grabbed Kevin Rudolph. I'm like, he's going to be a big yeah. target. So I'm like, okay, cool. Cool. I like it so far. And then, you know, I had to grab our defense. For the, for, the, for the bench, <laughs> just in case. You. you think your defense is going to be like that this year? With everybody back healthy, we can be top 10. If we were top 10 in 2017. Okay. And we pretty much got the same team intact minus a few people. Yeah. I like to try to pick a defense that I think will get a lot of turnovers. Mm-hmm. But that's such a hard prediction, man. Yeah. That's such a hard, a hard thing to predict. But i tell you one thing. Getting turnovers is kind of like a it's, a it's a contagious thing. Like yeah. if you see it happening in uh, in the preseason, a lot of times that carries over. Or if you see it happening like week one or week two, and that defense is sitting out there on the waiver wire, you may want to pick it up because this just may be their season for getting turnovers. Well, and grab- that's how you're going to score points with that defense and fantasy. That's the reason I grabbed Minnesota. I was like, they're a nasty defense. Let me get them now before somebody else snatches them up. <laughs> yeah and then uh, the only other player I ain't name is uh, Kirk Cousins my backup quarterback mm-hmm. which I like because you know Kirk throws for a lot of yards well and Kirk got eats and I eat so <laughs> have at it Kirk <laughs> yeah oh, no, I got Kirk it. got a feeling 
Kirk got Diggs. Kirk's got Cook and Kyle Rudolph. Like, he's going to throw, you know, and that, at the end of the day, that's all I'm looking for. Can you get me my fantasy points? Yeah. So. I got Latavius Murray because I want he's going to split time with Kamara. So, <laughs> I got a feeling he's going to be yeah. coming out the backfield a lot. So, let me, let me get him for insurance purposes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, week one, we gonna see. Yep. We're gonna see. Matter of fact, oh, Trubisky played Thursday. Hmm. Mm, okay. Yeah, man. So other than that, man, I, I think you know it's that time to go ahead and get those uh we'll get those his- predictions in, man. All right, let's, what we think is gonna happen. Let's get to it then. Let's see. Let's see. All right. You break my you gonna, list You going to take notes? You marking them down? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, bet. So first game out the gate: Packers versus the Bears on Thursday night football. It's the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. Is the Bears versus Aaron Rodgers? Yep. I don't know how the offense is going to look because that Bears defense is so good. Yeah. So I'm leaning towards the Bears if Trubisky can keep it clean. I just don't okay. trust the Packers right now until I see what they actually have. Okay. So I'm going with the Packers on that note. All right, so you picking the Packers? Going with the Pack. Right, oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going with the Bears, not Packers. Oh, you're going with the Bears. All right. I'm going with the Packers, man. Okay. So we splitting. I feel like a lot of the uh I feel like a lot of the stuff that's been going on with them insofar as just uh the controversy between Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, uh all the talk that they have um in the in the area, I think they're gonna come out firing. You know, they got Adams, you got Jimmy Graham. Um, Lil Mac has said, you know, his favorite part about playing the Packers is second Aaron Rodgers. And I think a lot of people are coming in, and I think that defense may be just a tad bit overzealous, mm-hmm. and they're going to see some of the best uh, football from Aaron Rodgers early. Um, the thing about the beginning of a football season is I like to go with the people who have the most experience in their position. Mm-hmm to kind of take advantage of people who are just trying to get in the groove of things. Mm. So while the Bears do have, like, a good defense, I feel like Aaron Rodgers knows the style of play that he's going to have. And I feel like I don't think that the Bears are going to be quite ready offensively, but I think it'll be a close division game, and I can see the Packers pulling that thing out, like, maybe 24-17 or something like that. I'm going with the Packers, though. Okay. All right. We gonna see. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Next game: yeah. Bills at the Jets. This one is a toss up for me because it's kind of like two. Yeah, it's kind of like two building teams. They're kind of like on the same trajectory in a way. You know, Sam Darnold's still growing. Josh Allen is still growing. For me, I think it's gonna be whose defense comes to play. Okay. Is it gonna be C.J. Mosley and those boys? Or is it going to be Lorenzo Alexander and the Bills? And then mm. the Bills losing Shady is a big blow. Mm-hmm. I think. And then with Le'Veon being in New York, 
That's a that's fresh. His body is fresh. It's a fresh start. He's in a fresh division. Like I think he's gonna have something to prove. Like yeah, I set out for a reason. So let me show it to you. So, yep. all that being said, I'm gonna go with the Jets. Yeah, man. Uh, I agree. I feel like the Jets are gonna win. I don't really think it's gonna be one of those close games. Mm-hmm. I think the Jets uh, have Le'Veon Bell, which is going to help Sam Donald immensely. I think they're a youthful bunch. I think Adam Gase um, is a pretty decent coach, and we're going to really see what he can do now that he has some some good weapons. And uh, I think that uh, Jamal Adams is going to, you know, take a step forward. Is trying to be one of those elite players in the league and have that defense ready. I think Quinn Williams, their rookie. The boy's got a lot of flavor. I think he's going to come in and try to do some damage. So I'm going with the Jets. It feels like an easy one for me. Okay. All right. We're on the same page there. Now, Falcons versus Vikings. You already know where I'm going with this one. So just mark that in right there. (laughs) I'm going to be a homer. Nothing more I'm saying. I'm going to be a homer. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm going with my squad. Okay. Uh, this is a really tough game. Uh, y'all playing in Minnesota? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go to. I'm gonna go with Minnesota because it's just really hard to play there. Like their home field advantage is one of those uh, underrated home field advantage places. Like it gets loud. The fans are passionate. They show up because there's not much to do. I mean, if we got some Minnesota listeners, I don't know, you can correct me, but it seems like it's not. And <laughs> and uh, I just feel like they're going to come out early. Um, it'll be a tough game, but it's really just location-based. I think it's so even. I'm going to just go with the location. I will probably pick the Vikings because not too many people just go there and get a win. See, so if y'all get a win. I definitely apologize, and I think it'll be impressive. <laughs> it will be impressive, but with the whole location thing playing in the dome, we're used to that. We're used to noise because we got to go to New Orleans twice. Got to go to New Orleans once a year, so we kind of yeah. Know what but it's that's such like. an odd trip. It's like when y'all make that that trip up north. Like I remember games where y'all were like really dope, and y'all would go play the Bears, and it wouldn't even be cold outside. It'd be like October, and the Bears with Jay Cutler would just like smack y'all because it's like. We yeah. had to travel up. Yeah. Like, it's a weird place to go. But, I mean, I respect it, though. That's the I only advantage it. we have because most teams that play Minnesota, they all play outside in that division now. And I'm thinking, Packers yeah. play outside, Bears. Everybody plays outside. So, they're not used yeah, to I mean, the noise of a dome. I keep it a stack. I feel, I feel like y'all are pretty evenly matched. We are. I feel like quarterback is quarterback. I feel like wide receivers kind of, like, wash themselves out. Um... Well, I kind of feel we have the quarterback edge, but that's just my bias. You think you, you think you got the quarterback advantage? I, I, I'm just talking about ability. Mm-hmm. I ain't necessarily, you know, saying like uh, overall like career, just yeah, ability. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, like Kirk Cousins can throw for 400 yards and three touchdowns just as easy as Matt Ryan can. Right. And I feel like y'all both have the weapons. You know what I mean? So. It's, it's an interesting game. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I'm just only only because I'm picking the location. I'm, I'm picking home field advantages being something. Okay. <clears throat> I respect that. All right, next game. Chiefs versus the Jaguars. Uh-huh. Uh, Jags are at home. I'm iffy yep. on the Jags because it's, it's a lot of new pieces. Well, mm-hmm. it's just Nick Foles, but still. 
he's back in the starter mm-hmm. role. And the last time Nick Foles was a starter on a consistent basis, mm, it wasn't too impressive. Okay. The Chiefs are going to come in. They're going to have something to prove because they're going to have all this pressure. And Pat Mahomes, I think it's just going to... I'm not going to say he's going to tear the defense up, but he's going to give them a run. Okay. But if I had to choose between defenses, I'm going with the Jaguars' defense. So I'm going to go out on a limb and go with the Jags. You picking the Jags? I'm going to go with the Jags. All right, me too. Oh, Jagger. I'm picking the Jags because I feel like the hype train behind the Chiefs is so high that it makes people automatically want to pick them without necessarily thinking about the dynamics of the team. Mm -hmm. Um, Can Pat Mahomes throw on the Jags? Yes, he can. But this is going to be one of those tougher matchups where he's going to have to be judicious with the ball. And I think he gets a little careless at times. And it may take one or two interceptions or one or two turnovers to get him back right. right. Conversely, the Chiefs defense is trash. <laughs> so, yeah. if this was yeah. Blake Bortles, we'd be talking a different story. But it's Nick Foles. And so, if you're giving me Nick Foles against a trash defense... I feel like he can put up the numbers that he needs to put up to win, and the defense can hold off Pat Mahomes and those boys for a week one upset. Because the defense is going to come out like, yeah, we were down last year, but don't get it twisted. Don't get it confused. We are still that Jaguars defense that you remember, especially Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, and the yeah boy, man, yeah. That's, that's not an easy defense to try to get off on. Like, they're not just about the man. You got Calais Campbell coming up in there putting pressure on you, and you either throwing that A.J. Bouye or you're throwing that Jalen Ramsey, and them boys are ready to pick you off. Now, Tyreek Hill, he can probably shake some people out of their boots, but they've been playing for him all summer. So I think they're going to have like some good coverage on on him, and Kelsey's going to have to try to beat their linebackers. But they got Fowler, they got they got some decent linebackers, man. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then Nick Foles is going against a trash defense. The yeah. defense is trash, and I like Tyron Matthew, but that's it. Tyron Matthew is not enough. Not enough, bro. Not enough. Because Fournette is even halfway healthy and running like he's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Tyron got to step up. Yeah. Tyron yeah. got to step up. Okay, next matchup. Rams versus the Panthers. Hard game. Yeah, I was thinking that. Because the, the Panthers' defense is still decent. They're not smothering like they were years past, but they're still decent. They're playing in Carolina? They are. One o'clock? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. The Rams, I think I think Jerry Goff is gonna succumb to the pressure because he just got this extension. All eyes are gonna okay. be on him. Yeah, we paid you this money. Now what are you gonna do with it? Are you gonna fold or are you gonna fly? Right. So as much as I hate to do it, I'm gonna pick the Panthers on this one. Just because I think they have less pressure on them. Plus they're at, they're at home. You got the Panthers. Yeah, I'm going to take the Panthers. I agree. I feel like that's one of the hardest games for a West Coast team to play is an East Coast game at 1 o'clock. Yeah. They just don't live life like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, their their body is actually playing at 10 o'clock in the morning, and it's just not, not conducive to play a physical game of football. I feel like the Panthers are going to come out, and as long as Cam is healthy... 
they're just going to try to play physical. And I think it'll be a tough, close game, but I got the Panthers winning. Okay. Right. Yeah. Next game, the Red... Oh, no. Ravens at the Dolphins. Uh-huh. I'm going Ravens. Like, I have no faith yep. at all in the Dolphins. Sorry to everybody no that's in Miami, but I just don't have any yeah. faith in y'all. Josh Rosen might not be there just yet. Give him some time, but I just don't see it for them. Oh, he's not? Yeah. He's, who's starting? Fitz Magic is starting? I did not know that. You said who's starting? Fitz Magic is starting for the Dolphins. Oh, yeah, for sure. I did not it's know that. Yeah, Fitzpatrick's starting there, so... Oh, oh, it's definitely Ravens then. <laughs> Listen, man, the Dolphins probably going to be the bummest team in the league, man. No explanation needed. Between them and the Bengals, but like, we'll get there. I feel like the Ravens... I feel like the Ravens will... Um, I feel like the Ravens will come in there and they're going to play smash mouth football. Um, they just got rid of Larry Tunsil and they got rid of Kimmy Stills. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is limited on weapons. Um... They got our boy Frank the Tank running the football, you know, and Kenyon Drake. Uh, I don't know, bro. I, I I I don't see where the Dolphins will win unless that whole Fitz Magic thing pops up. But who's he throwing the ball to? Like, I'm just confused. So your guess is as good as mine. No disrespect. I'm just going with the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Miami Dolphins fans, but it is what it is. Yeah, just for right now, y'all. All right, Washington at the Eagles. Tough okay. game. Yeah, anytime you go play in Philly, it's tough. Tough okay. game. Who's the starting who quarterback? Did they name the quarterback yet? You said what? Did they name the starting quarterback for uh, Washington? Case Keenum. Mm. See, that makes yeah. me look at this matchup a little different. I mean, I know, I, I know who I would pick, and I know who you know who you're supposed to pick, you know. But it's just tough because it's a division game. But yeah, <sighs> that defense of the Eagles are still pretty good. Can't lie. Yeah, for sure. Outside of guys, I really don't know who's an offensive threat for Washington. Right. It's it's the same. It's the it's pretty much the same cast of characters. Like, you know, you're going to go with Jordan Reed, who's susceptible to getting hit across the middle and leaving the game. You know, they just got rid of Doc. You know, like, that wide receiver situation ain't, like, the illest. No, um, <clears throat> but their no division Deshaun. team. He's gone. And, and they play hard. And they know who Carson Wentz is. They know who Doug Peterson is. And I'm not saying they're going to win. I think the you know I think the Eagles will win this game, but I honestly think it's going to be a hard game. Yeah, well, division games are always hard. So, <laughs> all right. So who you rolling with? I'm going with the Eagles on that one. Like I just don't see all it for right. Washington. Just don't see it right now. Until they get yeah, the quarterback the situation under control, and solidified. Yeah, all I'm right. rolling with the Eagles, but I think it's going to be tough. Titans at the Browns. All right, what you got? <laughs> Ooh. The hype train begins. Ah, I want to hate on the Browns so bad. I do. Yeah. I do. I want to hate on them so bad, but I just, I can't. Because yeah. they finally have something to cheer for. Mm-hmm. 
And I just don't trust the Titans right now. They're like, they're like middling. Like they're just, they're just there. Like I don't trust Mariota. Yep. Derrick Henry's a beast, but outside of that, who do you have? Yep. Corey Davis isn't that great. Their mm-hmm. offensive line is shaky at best. Their defense mm-hmm. is shaky. Like, I don't trust it. So I'm going to go with Cleveland. As much as I don't want to, I'm going with the Browns. Smoke City, I'm going with the Browns. They're going to kill them. But best believe it, the Browns lose. Ooh, baby, I'm coming on here. I'm letting them have it. Nah, that's too easy for you, bro. The worst thing is going to happen is Baker Mayfield going to come out here and put up some crazy numbers and the hype train is going to go. You know how this thing runs, man. Listen, hype man. train is going to be insane. Okay. All right. We're going to see. We're going to see how it play out. I can't wait. But if it goes the way I'm thinking and the Browns lose, ooh, baby, nah. they're getting all the smoke. Nah, not this week. You know, to, to even remotely have a chance at beating the Browns, you got to have a solid defense. Where's the Titans Or your offense has to be high-powered. And if you don't have either, nah, bruh. It's not going to be a good day. Not going to be a good day. Right. This next Titans one is, ain't got it. This next one is just, it's, it's over, I feel. Bengals at the Seahawks. Uh, uh, I'm going Seahawks. Like, I don't see it for the Bengals. Like, they're just going to be. I think they're going to be three and thirteen this year. No lie. Yeah, they're going to be born. Uh, yeah. Like AJ Seahawks Green. AJ, AJ Green's a question mark. I think it's time to question move mark. on. From, he's out, bro. He's out. No, I'm just talking about period. Oh yeah, but he's as far out. As his availability. Game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, nah. Ain't nothing happening. They got Joe Mixon. They got Giovanni Bernard, Tyler Eifert. Um, none of that matters. They're going to Seattle. No, it's in Seattle. No. The crazy thing is, I like Giovanni. I like Bernard and Mixon. Yeah, I like them too, but, you know, I ain't that lucky. They're not being Seattle. In Seattle. It's just not happening. I hope, you know. I'm hoping I'm wrong. That would be an upset. Nothing would make me happier than seeing them lose in Seattle week one and being 0-1. But I ain't that lucky. (laughs) Any given Sunday, bro, you never know. Yeah, any given Sunday, except they play the Seahawks, and I'm going to have to (laughs) see that score. I hate seeing that score. Forget the highlights. I hate seeing that they're up. (laughs) Oh, trust me. I'm right there with you when it comes to the Saints. (laughs) Right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next matchup, Colts at the Chargers. Pre Angela yeah. retirement, I would have probably taken the Colts, but now, not so much. Okay. Not with that. Not with that defense that the Chargers have. Um, it's going to be a field day under Kobe Brissett. Yeah. It's going to be an all-out slugfest, and they just don't have the yeah. weapons to keep up. So yeah, taking, it's tough. It's a tough game for, uh, for the Colts. Yeah. Uh, who, so who you got? You going with the Chargers? Going with the Chargers. I'm going to pick the Chargers, too. It's just a tough game for the Colts. Um, they don't have to travel across the country, but, you know, it's a 425 game. It's in L.A. Uh, the, the spotlight is going to be on Brissett. Um there's a possibility the Colts can pull this off if he can play well. But these teams seem evenly matched and evenly deficient. 
uh, especially if Melvin Gordon's not going to be there. Um, you know, anything can happen, but I'm going to just pick the Colts. I mean, not the Colts. I'm going to pick the Chargers just because they're at home and it just feels like one of those games that they're going to pull off early. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one. 49ers versus the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I have a vested interest in this game. Okay. Because your squad is playing one of my division rivals. Yep. So by default, I have to root for you guys, even though I partially hate you guys. Hey, man, it's all good. So, I'm pulling for the Niners, because I do not want to see the Bucks win. But if I can have my win, have both of y'all lose, that would be great mm-hmm. for me. Nah, it ain't going to happen, but a tie would suck, because I hate ties on records. Yeah, it looks, <laughs> it looks funny in the light. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going with my boys. Um, uh, you going with the home team? I already know. Huh? You going with the home team? I already know. I mean, you know, honestly, if I thought it was going to be a game that we would lose, I'd tell you. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a tough game, but it's a weird game. It's like we're going to play them, but it's a 425 game, but we're playing in Florida, which kind of helps us out. I think um, Bruce Arians being that coach. I think Jameis is going to air that ball out to Mike Williams, um, but he doesn't have Deshaun Jackson to, to kind of offset it. But not so Mike you mean Mike Evans? <clears throat> yeah, Mike Evans. I said, did I say Williams? My yeah, bad. you said Mike Williams. And uh, he's going to be our tough matchup for sure. But uh, I think my defense is going to be solid and put a lot of pressure on Jameis. Um, but I, I, I do think they'll score a little bit on us. I think they just won't have, like, a lot of red zone efficiency. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to take shots if they want to beat us. But, um, you know, I feel like our offense is going to really do something to them, man. And I feel like Kyle Shanahan spending all that time in Atlanta has a good feel for how they play. And then Bruce Arians was a coach um, for Arizona for a, a small stint. And so there'll probably be a little bit of familiarity with the players that, you know, know how knows how he plays. I think we can pull this one out, man. Okay. I think we'll pull this one out. Okay. <clears throat> Tough game, though. All right. Giants and Cowboys. That is the next game on the docket. I don't know how to feel about this one. It's tough, bro. It tough. is, because you don't know what Cowboys team you're going to get. You can get a dominant well, you know, Cowboys the team. Funny part, Go ahead. The funny part about the NFC East is they always try to line you up with these games, right? They try to line you up where it's like, it's so easy. Like, oh, the Eagles are playing the Redskins in Philly. Easy game. Or the Giants, bum ass, are playing the Cowboys in Arlington. Easy game. And they never turn out that way. One of these people going to get upset. Yeah. Always. The Eagles or the Cowboys are losing. Now, I know we already picked the Eagles, and I'm not saying I'm picking the Giants, but I'm just saying, like, it ain't as easy as people probably think it is, you know? It, it could easily like, be one of those games where Saquon can win it for him by rushing for two touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? And they kick enough field goals to win 20 to 13 or 20 to 17. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, man. Eli could easily turn back the clock and just go ham. Like, yeah, y'all doubted yeah. me all summer. But here I come. Yes. Yeah. Throw on these darts. Yep. So I don't it know. It could happen. But I don't trust that Giants defense either. Hell no. 
uh, Wayne that, Collins is now thing in, about division games. Yeah, yeah. Wayne Collins is now in Washington. That was their yeah. best defender. So I don't really know how that's going to turn out. But then again, I don't trust the Cowboys either because if Zeke is not playing, <laughs> can I really depend on Dak to win me the game? Right. That's the thing. If Zeke's not dead, where are the points coming from? Right. Where's the you offensive production coming and, and from? And the lower the score, the easier it is for the Giants to pull off that upset. Yeah. You know? All you got to do is run the ball, take the uh, time of possession away. and then, That's uh, it. That's, that's it. We run this ball, and Saquon breaks one, whether he catches a pass out of the backfield or he runs. We're playing on – it's even playing field, but – I don't know, man. I know who I'm going to go with. Going with the Cowboys? Unfortunately, yeah. I'm going to pick the Cowboys. They should win this game. I expect Zeke to get a deal done and be in this game. But even if he's not, I still think they could pull it out. Yeah, I don't like either one of these teams. But if I had to choose who's more stable right now, it's Dallas. So that's who I'm going with. (laughs) It's, It's a sad state of affairs. This next game is yeah. even sadder state of affairs because it's the Lions, the Lions at the Cardinals. Man, ain't that some bullshit? Yeah, this is one of the games <laughs> I'm gonna pass right on over. <laughs> pass right on over. Yeah, I make it quick. Okay, I'm picking the Lions because I don't like the Cardinals. What? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I respect that division hatred. I respect it. I don't like Matt Stafford though, man. Like, yeah, he can throw for a million you know. yards a game and still lose the game. Yeah, so but Kyle Murray gonna have to get in the shootout. Well, who? What weapons do they have? I mean, outside of David Johnson and Fitz, that's it. The Lions don't you have anybody. They got Christian Kirk. I mean, listen, man, it's all good. But at the end of the day, it's a rookie can be still throwing that rock, and all they gonna do is blitz this boy just to figure out if they can if they can rattle him or not. Um, you know, he could very well pull this game off, but I ain't picking him. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, I feel you with that one. <laughs> uh, I'm going against my better judgment. I'm going with the Lions. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, uh, they're gonna probably build this as the game of the week. The Steelers okay. at the Patriots on Sunday Night Football in nice New game. England. Nice game. Let's see. Juju's gonna be in the spotlight. Ben's gonna be in mm-hmm. the spotlight. James Conner is going to be in the spotlight. Mike Tomlin yep. is going to be in the spotlight. Yep. It's a lot of pressure, and you're playing Brady yep. in his house. Mm-hmm. You know how that goes. You know the rest are a little uh, hard seeing up there. They don't really see everything that goes on on the field. If you get my drift. Yep. You know they turn their heads every once in a while. Yep. And the Steelers just can never win in Pittsburgh, like ever. Even if Brady has okay. an off game, they just don't win up there. Yep. So I'm gonna go with the Pats. Just based on the fact that I can't see the Steelers getting it done. If they couldn't get it done with A.B. and Le'Veon, I can't see them getting it done with Connor and Juju. Sorry, Steelers All fans. Right. So you going with the Pats and Foxborough? Going with the Pats and Foxborough. All right. I'm going to take the upset. Oh. I'm going to go with the Steelers. 
Okay. I'm going to go with the Steelers because it's going to take Tom Brady a second to figure out how he's going to put up a whole bunch of points, which is what they're going to have to do against the Steelers without Gronk and a serious uh, wide receiver core. Now, I know a lot of people are looking at Demarius Thomas's, you know, damaged goods, but there's a possibility he could be productive. You know, Josh Gordon, I don't know if he's going to be ready for game one, but if he is, he's always going to be a threat. You got to put a body on him. But I just feel like the Steelers will be able to put a lot of points up. I feel like Tomlin will have these boys ready. <clears throat> That's where the whole debacle with Facebook Live and AB, he was actually talking about going to Foxborough and beating them. And so Tomlin is geared up to beat the Patriots, and he's going to treat it as such. And we're going to see if the Pats can really uh, hold them off in game one with no Gronk and all these boys. Like, I don't think it's going to be a pass be, for them. So I'm I don't gonna think go this is going to be a high-scoring game, though, from the Steelers. I just, I don't, they've never really <clears throat> been a super high-scoring team like that. Well, this is what I think. I think that they're going to try to air that ball out on them and, and, and punch them in the mouth. Like, they're going to use Connor and Samuels, and they're going to use Juju and Moncrief, and they're going to try to bring it. They're going to try to show that they don't need Antonio Brown. And there's only way to show. There's only one way to show you don't need Antonio Brown, bro. That's throw the ball. Yeah, you got to produce. <laughs> got to produce. Yeah, so at the end of the day, I feel like they're going to come bring it. We'll see. We'll see if they're the same old Steelers or if they actually bring it. Yeah, you're right. You're right for sure. So, next game. The first Monday night football game of the night. Mm-hmm. Texans at the Saints at 7 p.m. Yeah. I'm going to keep this short like you did earlier. I'm picking mm-hmm. the Texans because I don't fuck with the Saints. All right. Respect. For obvious reasons. Fuck them and everything they stand for. <laughs> Going with the Texans. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints, man. You ever been to the Superdome? You know, ain't no funny place to play. No, it's, de- to it's, de- like it's definitely not. But fuck them. Uh, <laughs> the running back situation is a little bit in flux. Love my boy Duke. Respect my man Carlos Hyde, former Niner. Even though he was a Buckeye, but he was a Niner, so I, I had love for him. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, he's a beast. He's going to, you know, come up, show up. Sean Watson, never afraid of the big stage. Respect that, too. But uh, Saints move like a well-oiled machine in New Orleans. And Listen, they man. don't lack any weapons themselves. So I just feel like they're going to pull this one out. Drew Brees ain't the same Drew Brees, bro. He's 40 now. I mean... I mean, he's not going to completely way. tail off in production, but he started showing signs of slowing down last postseason. And I'm not just being an hater. I'm just calling how I see it. And that's why they paid Michael Thomas that money. Because you Drew Brees ain't got to throw that ball that far to be productive no more. Yeah, but if you shut that underneath you know, route down. Michael then. Thomas is getting yak. Michael Thomas is catching that ball up close. Alvin Kamara's catching that ball up close. <laughs> like straight up. But the Texans got a shot though. Don't get me wrong. The Texans got a decent shot, but I ain't rolling with them. Okay. And the last game, game last game of the week. AFC West mm-hmm. Showdown. Broncos at the Raiders. Monday night at mm-hmm. 10 o'clock. Yeah. I don't really care about this game, to be honest with you. <laughs> Just going to be completely honest. Like, I could care less about the Broncos. Shout out to my boy, Daryl. He's a Broncos fan. Sorry, bro, but I don't give a shit about your team. I don't see it for y'all. Outside of Philip Lindsay, I don't see it for them. 
but it's cool. Mm-hmm. Raiders, I don't, I don't know what Derek Carr I'm getting. I don't know what AB I'm getting. I don't know what offense John Gruden's gonna call. It's a lot of questions. Okay. Uh, it's tough. It's a tough one for me to pick. It's a tough one for you. Damn. It's a tough All one for right. me to pick because I just don't know what I'm. I don't know what team I'm getting. Okay. And Flacco's at the helm in, in Denver. Right. Flacco's been falling off for the past couple of years. Right. So I don't know. I. I take the Raiders. I take the home okay. team playing in the black hole. And they'll be going to Las Vegas soon, so that crowd is going to be mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. But then again, okay. the Broncos got the that defense. Uh, you don't know about the Raiders' defense? No, I said the Broncos have that defense. Oh, okay. They're back healthy okay. now, so. Okay. I'm going to stick with the Raiders. I'm going to stick with the Raiders. Broncos definitely had a, a nice defense, and when we played them in the um, – in the preseason, you know, they showed it early uh, with Chubb and uh, Von Miller. You know, they showed that that's a tandem to be breaking with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a division game. Um, I know a lot of Raiders fans, and I know they hate the shit out of the Broncos. Um, that's to be but expected. Sticking, sticking to what I think. I'm going to definitely pick the Raiders because I feel like you're a great player until you prove otherwise. And Antonio Brown has done absolutely nothing to show me he's not going to be nasty. Like, you know, if Julio Jones left the Falcons and went somewhere, I would still think he is Julio Jones. Odell Beckham left the Giants and went to the Browns. I think he is still Odell Beckham. The same goes for Antonio Brown. He is Antonio Brown. And so by him being Antonio Brown, if he was cooking DBs in Pittsburgh, he is going to cook DBs in Oakland. And one thing we know about Derek Carr is he can throw the football. And so all it has to do is be right in the vicinity of Antonio Brown to make a catch, and he will make all of the Antonio Brown catches. You know, the tight sideline catches, getting that extra yak, he is going to cook some guys. And so, with that said, and John Gruden loving quarterbacks and loving to sling the rock, and it's a home game, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Okay. Well, we've gone even. We picked the same team. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. God damn. The majority of these games, we picked the same team. Either we smart or we dumb. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> we definitely going to see. One of these games is going to fuck us up. Yo, I what? think, uh, I think, I mean, put it this way. When it comes to picking games, man, I don't think it's as hard as some people make it. Mm-hmm. And so I think we'll be, I think we'll be okay, man. I think a lot of the games that we pick, you know, the, the main toss ups, in my opinion, would be the Redskins Eagles game. Mm-hmm. You know, we definitely could be wrong with that Jags Chiefs pick. Right. Um, I think that. Uh, I feel like I, could be, I could be wrong with this Cowboys pick, too. That's what I was going to get to. I was going to. That was the other one was the Giants Cowboys game. That's going to be a tough game. And then 
the other game that we picked together was Broncos Raiders, though we could be wrong. And the other one, somebody got to be right, you know. Yeah, so, that Panthers Rams is another one that's kind of looking kind of funny. I don't know. It go either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another one. That's another one. We picked that one together. We both picked the Panthers, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that that's that's what I mean. We ain't gonna lose all them games, but I can see one of them going the other way for sure. Right. Right. Well, shit, man. I can't wait to see how this week kind of turn out. I'm gonna start tallying these joints up. Yeah. See how we turn out at the end of the season. You know, y'all can make y'all predictions and leave them in the comment section. You know, definitely hit, hit us up. See what y'all think. Yeah. I'm glad to. I'll, I'll be down to debate. <laughs> definitely be down to debate some of these picks. It's gonna be really fun, man. Um, you got an interesting week ahead of you just because you got Adam Thielen and Julio Jones, and your team is playing that team. This is gonna be a mixed emotion game for you off top. Yeah. I mean, I know you pulling for the Falcons to win, but at the same time, if shit starts going left, I know you're gonna be wanting your guys to get some points. Like, look, if we are gonna lose this game, <laughs> at least get some damn points. Why well, don't be pissed at the same time though? Cause I'm like, God damn it, hey bro. Hey, bro, that's why it's mixed emotions. I told you. I, I get it. I get it. Like, God I damn it. it. I do not want to start the season <clears throat> on one because here, here come all the critics. Like, yeah, yeah. the Falcons are who they say, who we thought they were. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> do not want to yeah. hear that shit. And then I don't want to lose in my fantasy matchup either, so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mixed have a emotions, couple, bro. I'm going to have a couple of gray hairs this weekend. Mixed emotions. That's why it's hard picking a, a, a division foe on your fantasy team because it's like you got to see them twice and it's like you never want that team to win but then you kind of want them to like put up points for you it's a weird feeling so I try I try my best to stay away from like I, I've never picked Russell Wilson in fantasy never done it yeah Can't but do I don't it. want my rivalry bias to get in the way of my fantasy victory though God man somebody honest. else can score somebody <laughs> else can get them points bro <laughs> He said, fuck that. Okay, okay, what it is. I ain't picking yeah, Russell. Not him, bro. I'm not saying I'll never pick a Seahawks player, but I, I can't pick him, though. Like, I can't have, you know, my highest point earner being a Seahawks. Like, nah. You get out of here. Why you think I ain't pick Drew Brees? I let yeah, him go right respect. on by. Respect. Respect. My man went straight for Julio. Like, hey, I know they got Julio way up there by you, Russ, but I'm going to bring him down here to me. Julio right. Jones off the board. Cause I knew if I, did, I I knew I was like if I don't get him now he is gone. No, I had already plotted. I was like if Julio was up there, I'm taking Julio. Uh, you and everybody else. I was like okay. Yeah, I'm surprised Julio ain't go off off rip. Nah, I think it's the touchdown thing, but I think he's gonna have way more touchdowns this season. Yeah, he's gonna bump I think he'll probably up. make it to double digits. I don't think he's gonna have like I don't think he's gonna lead the league, but I could easily see him having ten touchdowns this season. Yeah, but I had to get him off rip. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think that's it for this episode, man. Just got to let things play out this weekend. Oh, wait. Yeah. Wait, do you want to speak on us, uh, on the Canes playing uh, North Carolina this weekend? Or you want to I mean, hold we can that? Give a, we, we can give a little light, a light talk about it. But, I mean, you know, I feel like we played Florida. It was a tough game. They mm-hmm. were ranked higher than the opponents of North Carolina. North Carolina just played Louisville, and they had a close game as well. I think it's going to be a nice matchup. I think Mac Brown has done a lot for that program in, in this little short stint that he's been there. Um, but hopefully we can pull this one off. But it's going to be a tight game. 
that's definitely gonna be a tight game. If we can clean it up, I figure we're gonna be at least a double digit win. Yeah, I mean, starting off on two is not the move, so we no. got to do it, and it's a division game, you right. know, conference game or something. So, at the end of the day, we got to pull it off. That's that's in the evening, right? Isn't that like eight o'clock on Saturday? Uh, give me one second. Let me look it right on up. Hold on. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's a later game or like a prime time game. Let me see. Yeah, we but, play um, at we at eight p.m. Yeah. Oh, it's on the ACC network though. Mm. Yeah, I got that. I'm gonna have to find the stream there. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's definitely gonna be a good game, though, man. I I think I think it'll also be a good litmus test as to how good we are. Mm-hmm. Um, which I do think we're a good team. I was surprised that our defense last week, like just the amount of turnovers we were able to get and how we were able to hold them off. But our offense just put us in a couple bad positions. But um, the defense really, really pulled it off. So if we could play good defense again this week, um, I think we should be able to pull this game off. We're actually the five-point favorite. You said what? Say we're the five-point favorite. Yeah, we should be able to pull this game off. <clears throat> we should be able to pull it out, but it's an ACC game, man. And Those are always ACC tough. Games, they just they go. They're so funny, man. And it's just some some funny stuff that goes on, man. When we play in that conference, yes, yeah, it gets weird at times. Yeah, because teams that are just straight trash will find a way to win. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no like, way Duke football should ever to, get a win. Like how we lost to Duke a couple of years ago. It just That's what I'm saying. There's no <laughs> way Duke should get a win, bro. Like, <laughs> not supposed to happen. Bad, man. But all yeah. right, man. I think that's everything for this week. Yes, sir. This has been another episode of the Gridiron Guys podcast with your boy Sean Pesos. And your boy Russ Digi. Till next week, y'all. Y'all be safe out here. For sure. Y'all be blessed. Take it easy. Peace. Peace.